And welcome to another episode of Dos and a Half Cinco's. This is episode number 30. Yes. As always, I'm your host, David. And I'm Stuart. Shut up, Ben. No, stop it. <laughs> oh, you're Ben. All right, I'm Stu. Hi. Excellent. <laughs> so this is episode number 30. Yeah, midlife, we midlife crisis, this podcast I know. is about to yeah, have. This one's it's going to go out and get a... Uh, uh, a sports car yeah. actually what age and, uh, is midlife crisis considered to be well, 30 depends Wh- whatever midlife is right for like if you were back in the medieval times mid-age was like 15 8 8 yeah some people died at like 16 i mean midlife crisis mom i don't think i've hit puberty yet i think we've made a joke like this before and i think a lot of people make the same joke and uh i just wanted to i just wanted to point that out <laughs> Wait, David, really. how old are you? All right, so this <laughs> week, I am 32. And that's when the midlife crisis happens. Yep. Nope, happened two years ago. <laughs> and it never ends. Oh, is it every day is a crisis? Wait, what day is it today? Uh, no, the year! <laughs> the year! Sorry. Wow. Okay. Um, what year is so, it? Uh, this week we are covering, as we have been for the last uh, several weeks, is Street Sharks Season 2, Episode 4, titled Fresh Water Sharks. Yeah, and just, just to be clear, we have been covering the same episode every week. This is the new episode. Wait, this is the it? next. This is the next episode in the series. Wait, but I've been talking about the same episode every week. <laughs> oh. And uh, Ben's been watching episode one over yeah. and over again. Yeah. But somehow his commentary was still relevant. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just every episode's the same, except for me and Stu feel like it's different. But yeah. Ben's like. But then no, when Ben it's... talks about it, it still is relevant to us in that in the in the episode. Well, hmm. I will say that they definitely have not cut back on the amount of times they say the words Jossum, and then they have to announce shark dive shark dive shark dive, yeah. I, shark I, feel like dive. I think if i should have i should start a running tally i think every episode so far they've introduced like a new shark pun wait what was, i think what, what was we should one? do is we should find out what do you mean what's new on this one yeah what was there the was one? a couple in this one one that i remember was sharkamundos <laughs> Which isn't really oh, a fit. No, no, no. The other one was Finn Meisters. Yeah, so I don't know if Sharkamundo is really a pun, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's shark related. Yeah, a shark related mashup. Yeah. Well, um, so in this episode, uh, there is a plan to. Inst- they were previously foiled trying to uh, gene slam Dr. Paradise. Uh, rock- yeah, Dr. See, I want to call him Paranoid. You can call but him that's either. Only because, but here's the thing is because Ripster calls him Paranoid, but then everybody else says Dr. Para, uh, he always says uh, Paranoid. Paranoid? Paranoid. Yeah, no. I don't... So the sharks call him Paranoid, mm-hmm. but then everybody else that's around him call him Paranoid. Yeah, I don't... It's, it's really weird. I don't know. But um, in this episode, they uh, were foiled, and then now they're... They're trying to uh, contaminate the water supply and then give the uh, affi- government officials a pill that will gene slam them into uh, subservient animals. 
I think that covers it, right? Yeah. I think that's about it. Moving on. So the box office rundown. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) We're done with this already? No. Um, So I thought it was really interesting. I don't know why it finally caught on to me, but I was just thinking, I was like, man, do they have to announce their powers kind of like Power Rangers do? But like uh, like, Seismic Slam? Uh Uh-huh. And and shark dive. I mean, like, how do they, else do does we, it not activate if they don't do it? How, well, I mean, they're sharks. How else can we follow the story if they weren't calling their their actions? Like we wouldn't know. Like oh, they just dove under the the into the asphalt. Oh wait, no, it's a shark dive. Okay, I got it. Wait, do Power Rangers even announce their moves? Do they have moves I, besides I mean, their? I mean, when they when they like got out the weapons and stuff like that, didn't they yell no. something? I, I mean, maybe so. their like final move in their Megazord, but that, they didn't yeah. call that out. They just they just did that motion, that little dance. Yeah. And all, all I know is they always said the words "kia." Kia. kia! Uh, so on the topic it. of uh, Power Rangers, since when did Doctor Paradigm have like putty style, like foot soldiers? Oh, you Has he always robots? had those? Yeah. No, those robots. Have they always those been robots there? Were, oh, those were in the factory, huh? What episode was that? I don't remember seeing them. No, no, this is this is this is the right episode. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's like the first. This like you just kind of hey, guess what? There, I have uh, robot soldiers now. Yeah, I I was kind of weirded out by that. I'm like, where where these things come from? But uh, I felt like I was like missing something from the previous episodes. No, I I was pretty weirded out too. And let me say, like the uh, when the robots came out, they used the same shot of them coming out. I think four times throughout the episode. <laughs> Budget cuts. It's uh, you have to it's, make sure it spreads across the entire series. It's called it's called working smart, not working hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there was also a part when they introduced the robots where I I guess they didn't have enough footage of this, but they were panning over the the factory or something, and they were zooming in on Slopster, right? And I. Uh, <laughs> They, I guess, didn't have enough footage of it, so they they did a freeze frame on Slobster while he's pouring, like, at, what was it, acid or something? Remember when they first got in? Oh, and then they, they seismic slammed that into the ground. Yeah, so he's pouring the, the, the acid, and it zooms in on him, but they didn't have enough footage of it, so they, they freeze framed it and zoomed in on him while talking to him still. But, so while he's pointing the acid the acid just stops halfway through and it just awkwardly zooms in on him and then it re- like resumes later with him responding back to the street sharks it was kind of weird uh i don't i don't know if i was paying that close attention when i was watching it because uh, i was watching it at work wow um wow. But get that man just... raised dare dare Darren, did you hear that? He was watching Street. Oh, uh, he's probably point. reading about Byzantium or something. Still, wait. When is he not? <laughs> are, why? Why are you taunting your manager my, on this podcast? My manager, Darren's white. He's your manager. Okay. Well, he doesn't listen to this anyway, so it's fine. Wow. Well, that's true because he he would have definitely been mad once he found out that we slammed him about like maps. <laughs> we gene slammed him. Yeah, gene slammed him. We seismic slammed him. I still cannot figure out the voice of of Kilimari. I don't know why it bothers me so much. I'm like trying to figure out who he sounds like. No, I, I definitely recognize him too, but I don't know who it is, and I don't want to look it up. But it's <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, but I'm pretty sure we'll eventually. Fa- Hopefully, by the end of the entire series, before the dinosaurs show up in these in this in the series, maybe we'll figure it out by then. Yeah. Wait. Um, then and the hammerhead shark. I feel like I've heard the hammerhead shark before somewhere too. Dude. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I don't know. There it is. They all just sound oh, yeah. like the same guy with that different inflections. <laughs> different accent. <laughs> Slightly yeah. different radical uh, uh, tone, tone, tonalities. <laughs> one of them was in the morning. One of them was in the afternoon. One yeah. was after happy hour. One's a little, one's a little more bodacious than the next. So, <laughs> one's a little bit country. The other one's a little bit okay. <laughs> um, for me, I think. The, the interesting part was if we're talking about like shark related uh, references, do shark gills really filter out uh, smoke grenades or tear gas? Yes. Sure. Why not? And that was our <laughs> rundown of street, street sharks. Anyways. All right. Well, this week, uh, any other thoughts from you guys on this episode of street sharks? Yeah, why the fuck was Dr. Paradigm wearing a cloak over his battle suit? Now it's just weird, because, like, in the other <laughs> that... episodes, he's he's not wearing it. And now he has this gigantic-ass, like, Grand Wizard cloak over him. I think I because think uh, he was trying, like, his goal was to look like a supervillain. But then everyone <laughs> was just kind of like, oh, no, that's just Dr. Paradigm. So he, he keeps having to one-up. He has to kind of, like, keep one- one-upping himself. <laughs> In order for someone to be like, hey, this guy with the power armor and the cloak and the fortress lab, do you think he might be up to something? But uh, Next week, Fedora. It's the classic the case giant. of uh, it's the you know, he's trying to get caught. Like he's, he's a cry for help. Oh, that's true. Oh, and then we also get a, uh, a glimpse of possibly their father. Yeah, we got the shadow, the shadow, the uh, silhouette. I can't and also I, make. Why does he look like he's melting? I don't know. He looks like a sea slug or something. I kept, I'm trying to determine what kind of animal he was. All right, you're, that's your guess. What about you, Ben? What do you think? I think it's actually Kilimari, who's their dad, even though we clearly see that it was a regular squid. Um, I'm gonna guess a moray eel. A specific. Yeah. That's a pretty specific. Moray eel, not any other type of eel. Moray eel. That's my guess. Alright, well, uh, I think that'll do it for that segment. We'll jump straight into our box office uh, rundown for this week. At number one is no surprise, that is Onward with 39 million. Number two is Invisible Man, 15.1. Uh, the Way Back, Still. The, ben Affleck, <laughs> the Ben Affleck basketball movie, comes in at number three with $8 million. Sonic the Hedgehog. Ben Affleck, the four. basketball movie. <laughs> the basketball movie. Let's call it what it is. Uh, the Call of the Wild, that is uh, Harrison Ford, the dog movie. Uh, Emma. <laughs> the girl movie. <laughs> Emma, number six, girl movie. Uh, bad Boys for Life, number seven. The bad Will boys, Smith. The movie with Bad, bad boys, boys movie. <laughs> What's it going through? Oh, sorry. Uh, number eight is uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, not a Halloween movie. Uh, number nine, Impractical Jokers, the movie. What the fuck? Uh, with 1.8. This is Stu's favorite movie. He won't stop shouting up about it. Uh, and number ten is My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. 
<laughs> and that rounds up our not top 10. Uh, falling out of the top 10 was 1917, Aww. Brahms the Boy 2, and Fantasy Island. Gentlemen, this is our week's uh, box office rundown. Any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? Did you say that the Sonic movie was the the, the movie about hedgehogs? Wait, what? Did you? No, I could, no you started you started that trend at I think Call of the Wild, <laughs> the dog movie. No, I started it with the way back, and I oh, and then you skip. skipped over Sonic. Oh, that was wow. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, maybe that would be a thing from now on. Just <laughs> to, if I don't know what it is, I'm just gonna guess the, what it is. The Invisible Man, the movie about Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> Invisible Man, the movie about ma- male rights suffrage. <laughs> the, the male rights movement. <laughs> That's a pretty. That would be if if I were on the board of uh, the writers of for whatever movie that would be. That would be. That's that's the title I would go with. Can you imagine if we were writing all the title lines for all the IMDb stuff? They're looking for a synopsis. The Invisible Man. Uh, a movie about an invisible man. Dude's invisible. Next. Way back. <laughs> I, I like that. Way back. Way back. He's uh, back. Dude plays... Basketball. Dude drinks basketball. alcohol and then plays... T- coaches basketball. Next. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, furry blue critter runs fast. Next. <laughs> Dude, I feel like we're playing like a, one of those like a guessing like board game charades kind of thing. Where they just like... Oh, like... um. It's like playing Blockbuster from Christmas. They flip up a card, and then you can read what it is. They're trying to get you to guess, and then you're like, oh, I know what that is. Uh, Hedgehog, Blue, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, next. Um, uh, Dog in Harrison Ford, uh, The Call of the Wild, next. I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't be too far removed from our Blockbuster party game that we did where people – that's basically what people were doing. Yeah. What was it that you're supposed to say a line from the movie, but if you can't think of one, you can make one up. Oh, uh, I, let's. Uh, I'm a I'm a hedgehog, and I uh, run really fast, uh, and I'm blue. Yeah. And uh, well, you can say that speed. one. You couldn't say that one because you said hedgehog. Oh, damn. You're out. You lose. Uh, yeah. You lose. Card goes <laughs> to me. Uh, the uh, the uh, I'm a dog. Uh, I talk with uh, Harrison Ford. He doesn't even no, talk. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't, telepathically i don't know i've never seen See, even fuck? if you're making up a quote you can't say the name of the actor in the movie because that is like <laughs> there is no way that in the movie a quote i'm it, pretty sure they said it at one point that it was okay that you can say the, the actor's name i don't remember the rule. i don't Wait, think so <laughs> what about the movie jcvd what uh, uh john claude van damme it's like Weird oh, movie. there's a movie called JCVD with John Claude Van Damme. That's fine. See, then you could actually say his name for the for the one movie where that happens. For uh, being John Malkovich. Okay, yeah. the two movies where that happens in. Or or or, I can't think of it. Yeah, what else you got? Yeah, I, nothing. I, That's I what got, I thought. I got nothing. But um, yeah, beside besides this uh, new new thing that we're doing now, which I'm trying to guess all the <laughs> the movies by giving you stuff. Um, anything interesting that you guys notice besides the fact that Impractical Jokers is still in the top 10 or not to anybody, everybody else is surprised besides Stu. No, I mean, it wasn't too, too busy of a week. It was just two, these two movies that came out. Yep. 
I don't kind of I didn't kind of expect the way back to you know blow up the box office. Um, I don't know. Do those types of movies tend to do very like a lot of money, or do they do okay? Or uh, not really. I mean, like sports movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think The Blind Side did pretty well, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, Blind Side did well because it got that. <laughs> Oscar buzz going around it. I think without it, uh, probably wouldn't have uh, done as well. What yeah. is the highest grossing like sports movie? I don't know, like Rudy? any given is Sunday, it? or I don't know. Air Bud. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Wait, which one? The first original. One. What about Air? You say highest budget or highest grossing? Grossing. Oh, uh, the highest budget would have to be Space Buddies, the one where Air Bud goes <laughs> into space. Wait, does. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's one where Airbud goes into space. Space buddies. Okay, so I'm on Wikipedia <laughs> right now. Furious Seven does not count. I know. I was about to say, what? Why are the Fast and Furious movies even on this list? They're one, two, and three. Forrest Gump also Hobbs and Shaw's number four. That's also a Fast and Furious movie. Fast Five is have... also. That's also. <laughs> who Motor made this list? The sport. Cars 2? I mean, I guess... It... Yeah, this is not a good okay. list. Okay. Uh, no, Forrest Gump does not count right. as a sports I think movie. we need to take it upon ourselves to um, to curate this list. We're going to end up editing this thing. It's going to be... The number one movie is going to be Karate Kid. Space? The one with, J- with Jaden. Oh, no. I'm going to see how far down I can go this list before I find a one that's actually about sports. Uh, the Karate Kid and The Blind Side. And Rocky Donald. Four. That's also that is a sports movie. Yeah. Real Wait. Steel. No, what? Wait, the what? The robot boxing one? Yeah, the robot boxing one. Two hundred ninety-nine million dollars. Uh, I don't know if I would technically. I would know if I would consider Karate Kid a sports movie because I mean it's it has a sports like element to it, but it's not like it's not like uh. Like your Rocky, Rocky, or like uh, uh, what's the other one? If that's the case, then it's this Indian movie called Dangal. Mister, what's the well, what's the what's the one with Samuel Sam, Sammy Jackson? He's he's the basketball coach, Coach Carter, or uh, like. Oh, you're gonna have to go far down. That's this. probably not even on here. Is racing okay? Racing outside of Fast and Furious considered a sport? Uh, that's I think that's gonna be highly that's debatable. Also de- debatable, yeah. <laughs> well, like, is that I, a I racing movie? People who or love is it, ma- or is that a sports movie? Is, is it... I don't know. <clears throat> well, I feel like because I don't, I don't phys- I don't consider NASCAR a sport, but I do consider like Formula One kind of a sport because that one's crazy. I think and... it's I think it's all it's like different categories. It's it's hard to define a sport because like. I, don't, I would I would say that competition racing is not really a sport, but it is a competition. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but but they're but it's called motor sports. That's true. I don't know. It's it's all. And then there's also esports, but I also don't count those guys as athletes. Hey hey hey! Come on now. They require a lot of training and fuel. A lot of gamer That's fuel. True. Oh yeah. A lot of mountain. Mountain Dew code red. red. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of which, I know we were kind of dunking on Mountain Dew. Code Red an episode or two ago. I was ago. not dunking on it. Well, I love Mountain Dew Code I w- Red. I was. But, <laughs> oh. 
But right, uh, this has been uh, the last episode wait, Stu will ever be on. Wait, I'm going to extend an olive branch. Okay. Uh, the Mountain Dew, I don't know if you guys have tried the new Mountain Dew Coke Zero, or Zero Sugar, I mean. <laughs> nope. uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Just the regular Mountain Dew? No, the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Hmm. If you've seen the commercial with Brian Cranston. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I have Mountain Dew Zero, and then yep. it breaks it down like in The Shining. Yep. But it's actually pretty good. So, uh, yeah. Would you have tried it if it was any other spokesperson besides Brian Cranston? Probably. I was at the grocery store waiting in line, and they, were, they had a, a uh, you know, like they do like a pot. Like they do, they just stack up stuff in random places. And there was a big stack of it next to me, and I was staring at it for like five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine, all I'll right. try it. Here's... <laughs> Mountain Dew Zero. Yeah, it's pretty good. Right. Shout out to Mountain right. Dew. Uh, thanks for sponsor thanks for sponsoring checks in the mail. We're not sponsored by Mountain Dew. No, but I'm, thanks for sponsoring Mountain Dew. I'm We're I'm paying sponsored. them. <laughs> oh, you're you're welcome. <laughs> We're gonna plug you guys. Um any other thoughts? Uh Ben, surprise onward number one. Um I'm actually surprised that it didn't do as well as I thought it would. Do you think this is more to do with the fact that the film wasn't good? Coronavirus. Like, or, like, or, or coronavirus. I wouldn't say, well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it did 40 million. That's not very good for Pixar. Or Yeah, Pixar usually is what, like 80 million the I first think, weekend? I think probably because the, uh, the subject matter of the movie is not that appealing. Well, which, I don't know, it should be. I feel like it should be appealing for, for, to people who are like, super into like frozen and and all the other ones because like it's all kind of similar stuff yeah but... i don't know it's interesting because i feel like the topic is kind of relatable to a lot of people you know it's it's like oh hey the regular people but it's a weird twist on it you know so it's not really too far out there i don't i don't mm. think maybe yeah. there's because there's no princesses in it maybe i don't know but maybe, maybe it's coronavirus. Maybe it's not as many people are going out to movies right now because of that. I mean, I do know that it is affecting the global market for movies, but I don't know about domestic. Like, uh, actually, yeah, the um, I believe all of China's theaters are closed now. Wow, really? I, or maybe they only let one theater goer go at a time. No, I I think that's actually all closed. Yeah, they're all closed. And they, yeah, no, they in Wuhan they've pretty much like locked up the streets. You can't go outside. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like in all of China, I mean, but Ooh. all 70,000 theaters. Wow. We oh, 7 70,000? Yeah, by comparison, we have 7,000. We have what? I believe. <laughs> I think that was the comparison. Uh, you, you can, Holy crap! They have you, ten theaters that are every one. I think so. Someone fact check me on that because that I'm doesn't. Not... And we can't even get IMAX laser here in Fullerton. <laughs> what the frick? Where are you investing your money, AMC? China. Wait, wait. What's IMAX laser? Where they inject it right into your eyes. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. They shoot the movie <laughs> yeah, they, into they, your they eyes just... via laser. Yep. <laughs> and then you're actually in. It's not that you're in the movie or immersed in the movie. The movie's in you. Oh. And then yeah. you go blind. SD. Um. But yeah, we'll take that and we'll just jump straight into our movie of the week since you guys were already talking about it. Um, Onward is our movie of this week. Um, I wanted to give a crack at it. Uh, oh, here synopsis. we go. All right, all right, all right. All right. So Onward. 
Except for being an elf in a in a once magical land, Ian is just another typical teenager trying to navigate his way through life. Turning 16 should be a momentous occasion to learn how to drive and how to awkwardly make friends. But all he's ever wanted to know is who his dad is. But all he's ever known about his dad is a voice recording until this most unexpected birthday gift sends Ian and his brother Barley on an adventure of a lifetime on a race against the clock to have the chance to meet their father for the first time. Boo. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It was, it was fine. It. I think it was fine. Um, yeah, fine if you suck. Boo. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Did you want to do something about Homeward Bound or something? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck the movie of the week. We're doing. We're doing. We're reviewing David's synopsis of the movie of the week onward. And I would All give right. it a one out of ten below Rise of Skywalker. You know what? Let's give no. it a zero out of ten because Worst I want my time and ever. my money back. You know, I want to get paid for that. Give me that shit. Why, why was it so bad? Well, first of all, I got bang, cancer bang from it. it. Second of all. <laughs> also, I got coronavirus from it. <laughs> My cancer got coronavirus from it. You're welcome. Now your cancer is going to go away. Oh. They can duke it out for my soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, thoughts on Onward? Uh, we're just mixing mixing it all up this yeah. this week. Oh yeah. yeah, just going after it. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, you know, I thought I was gonna not like this movie, and I ended up liking it quite a bit. You know, uh, it wasn't like the best movie in the world. It was a little uneven, but I did really enjoy it. I really enjoyed. You know, uh, man, I don't know. Some of it really kind of hit me, so it it was a bit unexpected. And without giving too much away, I mean, there there's a few things i want to touch in the spoiler zone so i i'll just leave it at that yeah i i liked it even with all its flaws i'll give it a seven out of ten okay uh Stu? wow that's harsh how come you thought you didn't you weren't gonna like it i don't know it's just like uh usually when i when when there's a pixar film coming out i'm a little more excited about mm. it um there's something usually to draw me in and i didn't really hear too much about this and then oh yeah it's two elf dudes and they go on an adventure it's because they didn't have a princess in it, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's no Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it'll never be Frozen. Or Frozen 2. Or Frozen 3. Or uh, Brave. Or yeah. Tangled. Or... Well, I mean, Brave was kind of shit, but you know. I never saw any of them. Oh, okay. Really? Well, I thought... It... Yeah, I'll go Brave was pretty shit. <laughs> or live action Mulan. You mean live action Wuhan? Am I right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> woo! No, don't woo that. <laughs> woo. woo this man. Wuhan this woo. man. Woo. <laughs> 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 uh, so my thoughts on onward. Um, uh, unlike Ben, I really like this movie, and I was super hyped for it. Ooh. And I really, did, I really enjoyed it. I because. Re- I think the the main thing I thought I was gonna like about it was the premise. When I first saw the preview, I was like, kind of like, "Oh, that looks cool. I want to see that." And then for me, it uh, when I went to watch it, I really did enjoy it. And I think it um, it probably what we will probably all agree on. There was some really kind of like very very uh, touching moments in it. In addition to like all the adventure and the and the goofs and the fun. That they were all having so um and it really made me want to play D, 
Oh my god, yeah. Holy <laughs> god. I, I did want to get into that, but um, um yeah. Well, we can we'll get into it, but um, for me, this is like real high up on my list of of, of uh, animated movies. So I actually Ooh. I actually give it a nine and a half. Ooh, whoa. Oh, I should have went second then. Uh, I gave it a nine out of ten. Wow. And wow. Well, I got to reserve the 10 out of 10. I'm pretty sure something else is going to come out this year. Can't be giving it away right away. Can't be giving out 10s willy nilly. <laughs> That's right. We want uh, 10 to, to mean something here at Dos Nafs Nikos. Um, for me, I was actually a little bit, I was kind of in the same camp that was with Ben. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it because there were just kind of was very hush hush about this movie. It's not as big as like, you know, Toy Story or obviously like Frozen. Um, so those movies, it's much harder to kind of go in with a blank slate, not really expecting very much. I had no idea that it was going to be, um, it has a little bit of everything for everybody, right? If you're huge into D and D, like you guys had mentioned before, you'll get something out of it. If you're looking for a kid's movie, you'll also get something out of it. Um, and, uh, like you guys said, like it, it kind of was like, I I got the entire plate. It was funny. It was there was a lot of excitement and venture, and then at the same time, it was also kind of sentimental. So, um, for me, I thought this was a really fun movie and it, it, a different spin on a classic tale of just like kids growing up in in high school and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, nine out of ten for me, and um, uh, I would say go see it if you enjoy Pixar movies in general. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts before we jump into the spoiler zone? Um. I'm kind of wondering, I'm starting to think now, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, why would, like, it, on the one hand, yeah, it was, it didn't seem like it was promoted that, that widely. I remember seeing a preview for it, like, several months ago, and that was when I first wanted to see it, and then it took forever for it to come out, but, um, but then in between there, I don't feel like, because, like, there's some movies, like, every movie you go to, there's a preview for it. Yeah, this one just didn't seem like That it. wasn't the case for this one. Like, I think that was the first, back when I first saw it, that was probably, like, one of the only times I saw a preview for it. Since then, I don't think it's ever, like, I've seen more previews for Quiet Place 2 than uh, than I did for this one, so. Maybe I, the uh, Fox team got a hold of this one and, and uh, promoted it the same way that they did with Dark Phoenix. Wow. No, Poorly? I, <laughs> I think it was so that they didn't run into too much competition with Mulan. Mm. but i don't know i'm just it's also kind of a weird part to like release this movie during the cycle right like usually these movies are usually around spring break or summer i mean we are we're pretty close to spring break oh oh yeah we're in march (laughs) this time change thing is really throwing me off now (laughs) this whole hour just boot me for a season (laughs) (laughs) all right guys Um, let's go to the beach Oh god, you it's like forty two degrees. <laughs> yeah, jump on in the spoiler zone. The water's fine. Mm. Oh, it's freezing cold. The water's frozen. No, it's not. Onward it's to Onward the, into the, the spoiler zone. And we could have done better yeah. on that. Ben, since you sounded like you wanted to be the first one to go, I'll let you go first. What did you want to talk about? 
Like, I didn't hate the movie. I, I did really enjoy it. I just thought that, you know, some of it was a little bit uneven. I don't know. Like, I didn't really... I feel like they could have done a better job with the whole mom storyline. It just felt like it was kind of squished in there and didn't really have any meaning. It was just, like, her, like, teaming up with Manticore, and they didn't do jack shit, almost. Except they got the sword, right? And it was used at the very, 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 very end. And they could have just, you know, jammed anything in there. They could have said that thing didn't have a weak point or something. But aside from that, I did really, really like the movie. There were a lot of cool... I don't know, it felt very D&D-esque, like, like Stu said, you know, like, uh, a lot of the problem solving that they did was just like, oh, you know, work with what you got, right? And it's like, all right, let's do a uh-huh. roll check for it, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. they're going down the, the waterway, right? And it's like, oh, I wonder, Jeez. can I, can, yeah, can, can, Cheeto. yeah, can I just enlarge <laughs> hey, the Cheeto? Hey, DM, the can I cast this on a Cheeto? <laughs> yeah. Sure, roll for yeah, it, roll. see if you can. Roll. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, what was it, the... One of the things I really liked about this movie was uh, a lot of the the brands of different uh, items that they had in the world. Like, uh, what was it? When the Manticore was in that car, she was chugging a lot of uh, monster energies, which was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, what was it? I think Chris Pratt's character, he was drinking, uh, what was it? Mountain Doom. <laughs> oh was he yeah i didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize pick, that i didn't part. pick up on that stuff yeah, that, that was great yeah mountain doom that was one of my favorite ones i mean there were some Gosh. other ones sprinkled throughout the movie but you know it was fun watching for those uh <laughs> i will say that the uh what was it the my favorite part of the movie was when they went to the manticore's lair or the manticore's tavern sorry mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the stupid guy in the costume <laughs> That guy was fucking. I cool. want to see the Manticore, and he's just dancing around <laughs> yeah. like a chick, like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, pretty much. Holy fuck, that that part was killing me, especially when you know she starts going off the deep end, and then the man, the other dude's trying to copy her. Oh right. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was really getting me. And you know, to balance that all out, you had those really hard hitting emotional moments, especially you know towards the end when we finally start hearing Chris Pratt kind of open up about like what he thought of his dad, because you know. The whole focus the whole time was on Tom Holland's character and what he's going through. But then you realize, oh, wait, this is also Chris Pratt's dad. And you kind of hear what he has to say about it. And just, man, like, it went down a dark road, you know? I was just like, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't want to see my dad because he had all those tubes in him. And I was just like, oh, shit, you know? It got real at that point. I know, and it, it, it was a nice pivoting point, you know? It was just kind of revealing how... It, it, like how he also needed a father figure in his life and it also left him Mm -hmm. but it was more meaningful to chris pratt's character and i really liked how it transitioned especially at the end where all the focus is on chris pratt and his dad rather than tom holland trying to meet his dad who he's never known you know yeah yeah i really like that turn at the end where um you know everything leading up to it makes you think that like it's gonna be you know what was his name ian Ian. Ian's, uh, Ian and Barley. Like, uh, Ian's re- uh, reunion, or not reunion, but meeting his dad for the first time, but then it, like, switches and completely just, and it's almost like, it's like, yeah, you know what? That does make sense. It would, it, it kind of does make sense that it, you know, given that what Barley revealed about his, uh, his fourth memory of his dad, that, you know, it was a really, a really good, nice thing that Ian did to, 
you know, instead of getting to meet his dad for the first time is to let Barley have that, you know, get that resolution, that closure um, that he, you know, he was too scared of as a kid to do. So I, I really like that turn. Yeah. I think for me, I wasn't so bothered by the fact that the mom's storyline wasn't so fleshed out or it wasn't as pre- prevalent or prominent, mostly because I feel like that would have probably they I feel like they wanted to make sure that was like away. So that way they could focus on this like quest and, and the part for the for them to for eventually Ian to like become like a little bit more introspective and realize that he's had a dad all his life. Um, but it wasn't necessarily his like biological father. Like a father, he had a he had a yeah. father figure. Father figure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my my problem with that was just, wasn't so much that you know they should have made it, the mom's part better. I mean that that could have been something cool. You know, make it a little more tied into the main theme of the story, where you know mm-hmm. the, he, he, a father figure or someone to look up to, right? Either that or you know just remove her part altogether because it just felt really unnecessary. At, at that point well, yeah. yeah well i don't know i would have felt it would have been unbelievable if like if they had run off on this quest and mom just kind of sat at home and go hmm where are the kids at yeah it's I, been i don't know just 24 hours i feel like they could have solved it with like hey where are my sons hey bronco go after them and then bronco could have done something and or they could have had this you know other storyline where you know they have to come to terms with this other guy that's in their life now i don't know did you did you guys notice that bronco drove a bronco mm-hmm. wow <laughs> wow, that was great. Wow. I feel like there was a lot of like subtle nudges. Like if you caught it, it was kind of like this inside joke that you had, right? I feel like, you know, the um, oh my gosh, the 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 uh, it was her main the, man. The cube. Uh, yeah, oh. M A N E. I felt like they put a lot of like effort in, uh, especially in the D and D elements. And I was reading an article that they actually consulted with the D and D team. Gelatinous oh, yeah. cube. Uh huh. Yep. Gelatinous cube. <laughs> uh manticore obviously um, and the fact that everything starts at a tavern yeah, yeah. you have, I was, I I have, was like, you have yes. no no idea how much like them starting off in a tavern and the gelatinous cube like i was like itching to like oh i want to play D right now ah <laughs> like <laughs> it was so good it was so good man yeah so i feel like for some people who haven't had that experience i feel like that definitely would uh, be something that it might have gone over their head just slightly, but it still doesn't detract from from uh, what happened here. And they kind of showed off like what you can do in D and D is give them an adventure, yeah. right? Yeah, I like I've, how they were always kept saying it was like historically accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I remember that was like the, like the thing, the main thing I liked about the premise of this movie was like the, this because I I don't feel like you know I don't think it's really been done before where like you have this you know fantasy setting kind of like all the a lot of the other pixar movies but then everything is just like right now everything's just kind of contemporary like everyone's got cell phones and electricity and cars and just daily modern life except everyone's also a magical beast or a magical animal um but anyways to get um one of the reasons why i actually i think the only reason why i didn't give it a 10 was because i felt like the humor in this movie was it was rated pg but i feel like it was it was kind of slanted more towards a g rating as far as like the oh yeah they definitely didn't push the envelope like yeah they didn't get a little they could i feel like they could have made it a little more uh i don't know edgy a little more yeah i guess edgy is one way to describe it but just like a little more pg because i feel like i was looking for an example like like shrek uh was rated pg 
And I feel like that had uh, its jokes were a little more kind of like a lot of them were like kind of adult themed where this one, you know, it had some, but I felt like it was more, it was just, they were playing it safe. Um, as far as like the humor, go, humor element. Yeah. I didn't actually think that they were going to have that many D and D references. So that was unexpected for me. Just kind of getting that aspect out of it. I was like, Oh, that's actually kind of surprising. I was like, no way. They're going to, Mentioned that. Oh, they mentioned yeah. that too. Okay, all right. Well, this is a definite movie, different movie than. Uh, I feel like they could have probably marketed it a little bit better, because um, it definitely is more like, a, I don't know, geek culture. Yeah. Um, and it definitely would have probably sold a little bit better. I feel if they had yeah. mentioned that. Maybe like the hinted at it a little bit. Maybe like the whole thing where like being a nerd or being like a geek whereas like that's like become like a cool thing almost in a sense but like something like D might still be a little too taboo for uh the you know general population like that's that's yeah. like a bridge too far like like oh no i love i love big bang theory but i'm not gonna play D D. that's for nerds or something yeah, like that's true that, that definitely would bridge like a the end gap i guess but uh, um, yeah. I think I think my favorite scene was um, when Barley um, when they were getting cornered by the police and he sent Guinevere. Oh, that was he a like, great scene! Holy shit! Yeah, he even gave it a slap on the yeah, ass. Yeah, when he gave it a slap on the on the on the bumper, I was like, I was like, oh, this is great! I love this scene. <laughs> and then the fucking tire bursts and it's like galloping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! That was like way too perfect, it, yeah. and it was like it was funny and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. Just like no Guinevere, oh, Guinevere, no. He's <laughs> like, you know, it's like this beat up old van, but at the same time, you're like also picturing it as his like his valiant his steed. Yeah. Uh huh. It gave him uh, everything. I think my favorite was uh, the first time he started. He learned how to like do the invisible like uh, bridge. He starts walking, and then he turns, and he's like walking. He goes, "You still got me, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, I still have the rope." <laughs> <laughs> and he just keeps walking. He ain't wrong. Turns around, uh-huh, and then he almost falls at that point. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was. I feel like the entire movie is kind of like that, where there's like lots of like different, like everything could be kind of segmented into its own moment. Like kind of like when they see their dad dancing, and then you see Barley kind of like stand behind him, pretending to be his arms. <laughs> And then you can kind of get that, and I, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. This is one of my one of my uh, definitely top five for me yeah. now. For in wow, yeah, I can't wait for it to to get on uh, Disney Plus so I can it can be my new uh, streaming movie because I know I've been watching it. Well, I was I have I haven't been watching it as much anymore. Zootopia, <laughs> I mentioned before, where I was like watching it like all the time. Yeah, uh, this will this will supplant that. Okay. Um, any other thoughts, guys? Nope, man. I think that's everything. Okay. All right, well, we're going to exit the spoiler zone at this point. Um, oh, so wait. if you... Sorry. What? Go ahead. Let's back up, back up two steps. Uh, did, <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, did you guys kept getting did you guys keep getting a uh, a jack black vibe from yeah Barley's character no from, I kept from chris pratt yeah <laughs> even like the way he, the dude walks and everything it just seemed yeah. like jack black this is like this role was made for jack black but yeah. it's chris pratt if this were like yeah if this were like 20 years ago or 10 years ago this probably would have been jack black instead of chris pratt well then who would you have had paired with instead of tom holland 
No, I think Tom Holland was good. It's just that I think the Chris Pratt playing this character could have been like he could have been Jack Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah. So. Jack, Jack Black and Michael Sarah Orange County too. All right. <laughs> God. But yeah, I got also because I kept getting like a Jack Black slash brutal legend yeah. kind of vibe from Oh from this yes, guy. That's exactly from, yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was like, I know there's a video game. I know there's a video game. <laughs> yeah. And I was really, I was really hoping like at the end there'd be like a like a stinger or an end scene where like they're like gearing up to go on like another quest or something. Yeah, it, and, it definitely leaves you wanting more. Yeah, you know? especially you got he's got the staff and you know he's reintroducing magic. You know, there's gotta be yeah. something else out there. Yeah, and then uh, Barley could be like a you know he can be like a warrior class. You know, yeah. since he doesn't have magic, so that would have I was hoping to like see them go on like a quest like that i guess they kind of did at the end but um with the flying van flying guinevere yeah you know that was the other thing i was kind of hoping more of like they leaned into the D stuff a little more because mm-hmm. you know there's other classes and stuff you know it'd been really nice to have everyone or every class kind of represented but right we, we only get kind of two so just like eh, okay his brother did mention at the beginning is like you could be a rogue. Yeah, you know? I, I, that's what I was hoping because you know when they're mentioning at the beginning, I'm like, oh, hopefully you know this kind of comes back, you know, and harkens back to this, and they mm-hmm. get a rogue or something or someone else in their party. But it was just the two of them, and yeah. you know that's not a bad thing. I mean, I guess yeah. in a sense, like they, they kind of got they in a, they weren't really in the party the whole movie, but they kind of got the Manticore in their the you know it's a warrior class, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, if they were to do a second one, I would love for them to uh, kind of like joke at getting a bard. Mm-hmm. And then eventually at some point, then I think uh, Barley turns into the bard. And they're like... Then you, but then you really need to have Jack Black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jack Black stuff. All right. So, Jack Black, if you are listening to this podcast, but I also like we know you are. So, yeah, I don't know. You need to. No, we we can get another character that looks just like him and has okay black hair. He'll be like a long black hair. Yeah. He'll. How about like a? He'll be like a a a gnome bard. Oh, that work. How about dwarf bard? I guess that would work too. Ooh, did you guys uh, catch the uh, the reference to the Lord of the Rings? Oh, what do you mean at the burger place? Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now serving like second bur- breakfast. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Damn. Yeah. Oh, that was like one of the first things. Like for me, I feel like it it had a little element of everything, right? It it rewarded you for noticing, right? Yeah. Gelatinous mm-hmm. cube. You know, second second breakfast. You guys talking about Mount? Uh, you know. Ben talking about Mountain Doom and, you know, energy drinks and stuff like that. And yeah, so it was really cool. I feel like it was definitely accessible. And at the same time, it had those like subtle nudges. Didn't the burger place have a name too? I I was trying to think. Something Shire. I can't remember. Uh, Shire Burger or something. Burger Shire. Uh, I feel like I remember seeing, catching one. I just don't remember what it was. Damn it. Yeah, well, when it comes to Disney Plus, we know that yeah. Stu will be very well versed in. I'll just have to use this. my my Regal Pass unlimited to go see it again. Oh. Also, I'm a Regal boy now. I don't know if I told you guys. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still an AMC guy. No, you're you're still a mid tier boy. That's what you are. Ooh. I'm a mid tier <laughs> Regal boy. Yeah. 
Why well, are, are you top tier, Regal yeah, Boy? I am because there's no other fucking theater out here that takes lower mid. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I was forced into it. I was forced Wait, into so what's this the life. Sep- what, what's the difference? It's just the number of Besides theaters. the price. Which theaters are uh, will, are participating in it? I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm Regal Ultra Sport. Ultra Sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just re- I'm just Regal Sport. <laughs> and then sport. the lowest one will be Regal Active. <laughs> This is the this is the one that has uh, the uh, juice bar in it. Yeah. The, uh, the towel court. towel service. Oh, they actually took that away from the super sport around what? here. It was like that was like one of the perks towel service. Wow. But well, this isn't. I don't want to get too far into twenty four hour fitness gripes. Because um, I you know I have a plethora of things I I, I could gripe about. Well, um, so yeah, I think that will pretty much do it for this uh, week's uh, review of Onward. Uh, let's talk about the movie for next week. What are we seeing, guys? Well, I'm not aware of too many things coming out except for The Hunt. Oh, well, I'm in for that. No. But then, then, oh, there's another one too, isn't there, Ben? There's another movie? Uh, you mean... Fast and Furious Nine. Wait, that's out. That's not coming out already. Oh, I'm is it? sorry. I mean Bloodshot. I'm sorry. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I see how what you can get that? them confused. <laughs> I see what you did there. Based on the best-selling comic book, Vin Diesel stars as Ray Garrison, a soldier recently killed in action and brought back to life as a superhero, Bloodshot. By the RST Corporation. With an army of nanotechnology in his veins, he's an unstoppable force. Stronger than ever and able to heal instantly. But in controlling his body, the company has swayed his mind. Are you, are you just reading the entire movie summary here? That's right. <laughs> now Ray doesn't know what's real and what's not. But he's on a mission to find out. On next week's Dos and a Half <laughs> Wow. No, we're seeing the hunt. Wait, um, really? It's either it's either that or um, we just make this week the uh, special special edition special room. edition. Oh, because of the room. So if you're listening to this and it's not March 14th, uh, please feel free to join us at the Frida on Saturday the 14th at 10 p.m. for uh, the room the experience in the in the very unlikely event that this episode gets posted before this weekend um, <laughs> we've also mentioned it on previous weekend that's we, true previous but none of those also. episodes are posted either so <laughs> they will be very soon okay um but you also could catch us on our facebook page make sure to like and subscribe there also don't forget on uh spotify youtube soundcloud apple podcast uh, apple podcast google play, google play podcast, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And Wait, so if you guys can't subscribe on any of those, then I don't know how you're listening to this. YouTube? Did you say YouTube? I did say YouTube. Okay. Uh, we want to try to get to a uh, hundred subscribers before the end of the year. That'd be great. I don't know why on SoundCloud our first like episode has the most listens, and it's clearly like the worst episode. 
Well, it's because they're probably like, ah, I gave him a shot. I'm never gonna go <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're even bothering hmm. like hosting 20, 24 other episodes. <laughs> yeah. There's like, we have 97 plays on, according to SoundCloud, on the first episode, and none of the other ones come close. <laughs> so. Maybe uh, we're just not mar- marketing this well that's, enough. That's true. Well, we'd have to market it, A, to begin with. So, Ben, are you going to see Tokyo Godfathers? I was thinking about it. What? Tokyo Godfathers, the acclaimed holiday. I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> holiday classic from Master Director Satoshi Kon <laughs> returns the to theaters in a brand new restoration in modern day Tokyo. Three homeless <laughs> people. Because <laughs> you have to say it in their accent. Say what? Like, say it's what, like when, what accent? Say what it's what like what? I said Tokyo Godfather. <laughs> it's like when Spanish-speaking people are speaking English, but then they, they have to say a Spanish word, so in mid-sentence they switch <laughs> make, accents. Make sure to stop by and get your ta- uh, your brand-new grilled stuffed burrito at Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Pepsi. Carne asada. So, uh, did we? So we're agreeing that we're gonna do. We're gonna review the room experience and not the hunt. Yes. What you don't want to see the hunt? No, I don't. I thought you did want to see it. I did. Yeah, I, I did. And then I was it. looking at the credits. And guess who the fucking writer is? I don't know. I don't. They, those David things don't. Fa- fucking Lindelof. David Lindelof. Let me these tell you. Things, no, 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 no. We're going. These things don't this. factor into my movie selections. David ben. Lindelof <laughs> writes all the worst shit, man. Every fucking time I'm like, oh, I'm going to trust him this time. I think he's going to do something good. And then the first half he wrote of the Star really Trek. Great. Yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness. Star Trek Into Darkness and, sucked ass, all right? Oh, and also no. the original wrote, Star Trek. He wrote yeah. Prometheus. Oh, no. Yeah, he wrote Prometheus. God damn it. He yep. wrote Prometheus. Cowboys and Aliens, man. Fucking Cowboys and Aliens. World War Z. Eh, World War Z was all right. Eh. And Lost. Let me tell you, that was the biggest lost fucking lost but, man but it's got it's got dennis fuck you're right let's watch the hunt <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh next week will be a surprise if we all watch the hunt maybe that'll be our movie of the week or it'll probably be the room but i guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out uh this is uh your host david signing off from the dos and half Cinco's podcast as always, what the fuck was from, that? from the dose naps. I don't remember. Oh, I guess I'm Stuart. I, since that's how David's oh, doing okay. his outro. <laughs> <Good night>. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>
Quirk of yeah, that was Ben. No, nope, we're just gonna leave this last part out. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Fine. I guess Ben uh, signed off a little early. What do you mean I signed off a little? We all signed matter. off a little ben early. Smalley has left the chat. No, we did no, not. We all yep. did. We he all got, did. He got pump faked no, finally. No, we yeah. didn't. It was, a, it was a group. So effort. Stu, Stu, you don't have to worry about being uh, overshadowed by <laughs> by Ben. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna give you your five minutes. Okay. Actually, I'll, let's just stop now because I want to stop this recording before we get too close to an hour. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right. We already signed off. Shut up. Bye.